Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And uh, in today's episode, folks, we're going to take a little bit of a, I'm not sure if a left turn or a right turn, but we're going to take a little <laughs> bit of a turn. Um, I, I wanted to bring uh, in to the conversation about the soul of business a much broader, expansive view, I think, of what it means to actually navigate this field of energy that we find ourselves uh, expressing from. And that's kind of links back into my whole you know, idea of what the soul is. You know, the Greeks called it the animating force of life. And you know, that animating force, a rock is, I mean, whether you believe it or not, a rock is animated. <laughs> a rock has, a, 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 there's, a, there's an intrinsic value in being a rock. You, know, you have a purpose that you're serving and it's being manifested through your rockness. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the isness of who you are, of what you are. Same is true with trees, uh, people. I've got deer that are wandering around the property right now. Businesses have a soul. And I and that's the word I use for this animating force is the soul. Uh, businesses have a soul that gives that business a unique platform to manifest from. It's not replicatable. It's just, I mean, it's the, the isness of that, that organization. And when you can tap into that soul, what, you, what you're actually tapping into is a field of energy. And that field of energy has some very interesting attributes, I guess I would call them. Um, and those attributes show up in some interesting ways. I mean, many of us will just call them coincidences, you know, where there's these serendipitous sorts of uh, happenings that if we're paying attention, we begin to see that they're not really serendipitous at all. They're not really coincidental at all. They're actually part and parcel of being in that particular field of energy. So with that yeah, being a bit of a preamble, uh, my guest today uh, is Carrie Hart. And Carrie's got a new book out that's called uh, Sojourner in Atakwe. Now, it's a very interesting title, Sir, Sojourner on Ottawa. And it's a mind, you know, the, the subtitle, and this is very cool. The subtitle of the book is Mind Expanding Ideas and Practical Tools for the Open-Minded Seeker of a Meaningful Life. Mm -hmm. Now, this conversation is going to go way beyond the ken of just a business application. We'll talk about that. Yeah, you know, she's got a background in business. Uh, you know, she's developed, you know, operating systems, you know, you know platforms and, you know, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a much broader um, package here that I want to explore. So, Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is exciting. <laughs> I'm interested well, in seeing where we're going to go. 
Oh, I am too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the mind expanding idea is practical tools for open-minded seekers. I want to be an open-minded seeker here yes. as we engage this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I don't have an endpoint in mind when this crossed my desk. I went, I've got to have her on the show uh, because this is the, the, this question. I mean, Rumi, you know, the uh, Sufi poet, uh, out beyond right making and wrong making there is a field i yes, will meet, I'll you, meet there. you there and yeah. that field is consciousness as far as i can tell you know there's the field of possibility yeah. and connections and you know we we navigate and this is one of the reasons i really love your title sojourner yeah uh, yeah we navigate this field of possibilities through the connections that we actually weave in our right. lives well, so Go yeah, ahead, please. The word adeque, yeah. I was so happy to have this word because the English language doesn't really have the word to describe what you're where you're going with that field. Where is it that we go with our intuition? Where is it that that we go where it's all serendipity and coincidence and amazing things happen? And and you can, how is it I can know things that my rational mind has no way of knowing? And the Deepak Chopra calls this area the non-local consciousness. Well, that's not mm -hmm. very poetic, is it? <laughs> uh, but he gets consciousness, which is the energy, the non-local, meaning it's beyond time and space. Yep. And I know as in shamanism, they talk about non-ordinary reality, which again mm -hmm. is lacking a little poetry, but is still, it's right. It's real. It's real. What this, our intuition and all of these said, we all know we are all deeply intuitive and we live here. So I had uh, this word come to me, adeque as part of a whole, I don't know if you want to go into that, but... No, definitely. This is a part okay. of the exploration conversation. Let's see All where right. this field opens and up. So when I was looking for this title of this book, and I thought, oh, I wish I had a word. And I thought, wait a second, I do. I have a word. It's, it's adequate. That's the word that came to me. So what happened was I was meditating. I was, I was on a, a journey. A, a shamanic journey, if you will, and, and meditative on my own. And there was, I saw in my mind's eye, this blue portal. And I went into it. <laughs> and on the other side was this energy called Wanatakwe. And the Wanata, I understood that the Wanatakwe energy had been very active on the earth thousands of years ago in the Amazon uh, region. And that then when the indigenous people died out, it withdrew and because it had worked closely with a group of people and that it was ready now to, it was asking me to bring it out through the portal and into our world today so that it might learn how things are today um, and how it might in today's world fulfill its mission to help humans tap back into our honor and dignity and truth and all those beautiful things that the human is capable of, right? Mm -hmm. Which are sadly lacking in many ways today. 
And so I did, I brought it out and I worked with it a bit. And then Wanatakwe just kind of went out into the world. And then it has now returned to me and, and is asking me to help it fulfill that mission. But one of the great gifts that I have received so far from Wanatakwe, because I'm just on this, this is the path I'm currently on. It's not like, oh, I know everything yet, um, is language. And I have some words that are kind of missing in the English language that I'm getting through Wanatakwe. And the main one that is Atakwe. And Atakwe just describes that land that we know is so real. And when you talk about the soul of business, well, a great business is run from that place, right? A great business has a leader who's tapped in at a higher level and that can bring that out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, idea of, of you know, you know I mean, I've been working in the field of leadership development uh, uh -huh. uh, for 40 years, easily, uh, 40 years. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed, you know, decades ago is that the leader in any organization, and I'm not talking about necessarily a titled position, but the people, the person that is recognized as being the leader, yeah. whether it's an informal role or a formal role, they set the ceiling on the, on the, on the way that the organization actually functions. And the organization typically doesn't function much beyond that ceiling. And that ceiling is a, uh, um, yeah, kind of ethereal. It, it's a ceiling of consciousness. It's a ceiling of possibility. It's a mm, ceiling. I'm loving where you're going. <laughs> Keep on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's the idea here has to do with, yeah, when I begin to elevate my consciousness as a leader, I make room for other possibilities to emerge. Mm -hmm. And that for me is the quintessential role of leaders. Leaders bring possibility into visibility so yeah. that it can be considered enough so that that visibility now becomes a probability that can be moved into reality. And yeah. the idea of reality, it exists in reality as a possibility. It exists in reality in corporeal form in time and space. Yeah. So yeah. leaders bridge that gap between the ethereal yeah. ideation and the yeah. pragmatic execution yeah. where you can hold it. I love here what you're saying about the ceiling now, too. So you're saying that the that there are some leaders who set too low a ceiling? Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, they, they emotionally, uh, yeah, spiritually, intellectually, um, you know, you can kind of fill in the blank here, but the seat. In any organization, nobody will exceed the, the expectations of the leadership in the organization. If they start to exceed that expectation, they're usually kicked out of the organization in some right, way. Right, yeah. So yeah. The, the leaders set the, set the tone, they set the flavor, they set the ceiling. And that's the challenge I think for effective leadership is to continuously look internally yeah, continue. What am I saying? What am I manifesting out there externally? There's nobody out there but me. There's no thing yeah. out there but yeah. the ideation that I have in here and it's made real out there. So, this idea of uh, non local reality, uh, this idea of, yeah. yeah, there's a field and everything is possible in this field. 
And yeah. the idea yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, the way that you've defined Adequate, and I'm going to go directly here to, uh, you know, one of the, the uh, pieces I got when I started you know, doing a little bit of uh, uh -huh. research around what you're, what, what, what you're doing here. Um, the land of Adequate, the energetic field beyond ordinary time and space where everything that is, was, and will exists in a state of pregnant possibility. It's the place of shared expanded consciousness, the place where everything is connected and seeming coincidences are more than just happenstance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, 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 that is a poetic definition. I just love the alliteration <laughs> and how it runs. But the idea there has to be for me that there is a way to access it. There's a way to play with it. Right. And, and you talk about this in, in part of your life. Yeah. Uh, life's history yeah. about, yeah, you, you, you made occasional unexpected visits into this, into this, <laughs> into this land, as I think many of us have. I think we all do in our way. And, yeah. And we just don't realize what we're doing. And, you know, everybody has, it's so common, these experiences of knowing who's calling before you pick up the phone, yeah. uh, suddenly saying, oh, I have to go check on the baby. You know, these things happen all the time, walking out the door and remembering, oh, I better take that, even though it doesn't make sense at the time, you you bring with you the thing that you're going to need later, because in fact, there is a level in which you know, yes. you know, everything. And we are, it's, we are trained not to listen to that. We're trained not to believe that, but in fact, we're all highly intuitive. But one of the things that I found in studying intuition is that we, one of the, the reasons that it, it seems uh, hard to grasp is that we're all very different. We have different intuitive senses. We aren't all the same in the way we do it. So I, I just look at it in terms of intuitive senses, that some people have an intuitive sense of hearing, which is very strong with me. I, I hear, I ask for advice and a voice gives me advice. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I hear words. And one of the things that's very interesting about someone who thinks in words and is intuitive, they may not realize until they learn to kind of um, capture intuition and, and make it their own tool, that they are in fact, in their inner conversations, often they're talking to their intuitive self. They're talking to that higher self and they just don't yes. realize it yeah. in, their, in their dialogue that's going on in their head. Then there are other people who are very strong, a lot of people in intuitive feeling and uh, you know who those people are. They're the ones that are maybe even seem oversensitive, right? They walk into a place and they're so easily influenced by the energies of other people and the emotions of other people. And that's their intuition is picking up all of this. And once you learn that this is just, it's a sense, it's an intuitive sense, you can, you can harness it. You can say, oh, uh, that isn't me. I'm picking up this other person's emotions. 
Mm -hmm. I can, if I can step back from them, and sometimes we do that quite physically by crossing our arms across our chest, you know, yeah. and physically, don't you do that sometimes? You physically distance yourself from, from someone whose energy you don't want. And that's, Absolutely. it's just a strong sense that we have. And uh, it's a really, it's so common that it's very fun to play with. You can walk into a room and business gives us lots of opportunities for this. Walk into a room and knowingly sense what's going on. Mm -hmm. You can knowingly sense, are they relaxed? Are they tense? Are they afraid? And you can learn these things. And then, of course, some people are strong, intuitive uh, seers and they that there are a couple of aspects of that. One is internally uh, with being able to see possibilities and visualize, really strong visualizers. Mm -hmm. And then there are also people who can see energy like auras. And then the yeah. last one is one of my favorites too. And that is the intuitive sense of knowing. And that's so people, I, I was giving a talk once on intuition and someone came up afterwards and he said, I always thought I wasn't intuitive because I don't have visions. I don't hear voices, right? He said, I didn't realize that knowing is an intuitive sense, but it absolutely is. And I think it's very common in business leaders. They just know. They just know. Yeah. Yeah. I know we need to go this direction. You all gave me great advice. You gave me all the numbers. You told me what we ought to do, but I know we have to go this way. Mm -hmm. And that's a business leader for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it truly is. I mean, that, 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 that sense of tapping into the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we could call it gut intelligence. Yeah. Would mm -hmm. be another gut mm -hmm. intuition. Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of a thing. That's yeah, right. in business, um, particularly, and for those of you that are in business that are listening, um, I'd be very interested for you to pay attention, or I'd be very encouraging uh, uh, of you to pay attention here in terms of how you actually lead your organization from that intuitive basis. Your soul's, you know, your business's soul is speaking to you all the time, mm. and it's not a static message. It's, yeah. You know, not one and done, uh, because if you're truly expressing you know, the soul of anything, there is growth involved, and growth will change form. I everything mean, when, when things are growing, right. you know, everything right. will change form. And if you're not intuiting, you know what that next growth cycle is, or that next growth phase is. There's 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 a, a letting go that needs to occur. I think. Uh, in my experience in business leaders, yes, letting go of the status quo. And this is true, I think, in life, uh, being able to accept the letting go that makes possible something new. And yes. that, yes, one of the worst things you can do is stick with a plan that stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And in, when your intuition tells you, and you know, it's hard to do that. It's hard to trust. That's one of the main things with intuition is learning to trust it. And a great business leader trusts their intuition over everything else. They trust yep. it over advice, rational thought, everything, because 
they just because they're driven to do that they're driven yeah. to do that and it, i love reading you know stories of great if you like stephen jobs for example now there was a person with vision was he always nice i guess not <laughs> but he was a person who saw a vision and was very in tune with what was coming next and you know when you talk about the business energy well, that's one chunk of energy within the overall, our energy of our society and the trends yep. threat and the, it's fascinating. <laughs> it, oh, it truly is. And it's the fascination that intrigues me uh, because we're going to come back. We're going to take a brief break here, but I want to move into this domain of fascination because I think that there's uh, uh, some things that we can work with here uh, when we start unbundling just what it means to be fascinated by something okay. and, and, it, and it has to do with the energy of the field so we're going to take a real quick okay. break here folks um carrie hart is my guest and we will rejoin carrie in just a moment i want to thank you for listening um i want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com and on that site which is my personal website you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back. Um, before we took a break, um, Carrie and I were talking about the nature of, oh, I was talking about it. Instead, <laughs> we were going to explore the nature of fascination as a mechanism. And I'm going to use the word mechanism very specifically here as, as a way to keep myself plugged into that energetic field, into the soul of my business, into the soul of myself, into the soul of my life. Uh, so that I mean, more, more frequently than not, I'm actually able to access it. Uh, because the, the tendency and the default for just about everyone on this planet is to get captured by what we see going on around us materially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the circumstances of life have, you know, the, the siren call that, you know, kind of keeps us stuck in one plane of existence. Mm -hmm. It's fascination to me, and it's fascinating, but it's fascination it's, uh, that can pull me up out of the hypnotic trance that my circumstances will uh, you know, weave around me and keep me stuck. What's been your experience, Carrie, um, as, you've, as, as you've kind of played with this, uh, you know, this, this whole notion of Adequay? 
how does fascination actually work in this uh, conversation with the field? Hmm. Well, when I first began my spiritual journey, I was well into my business career. And uh, then I started doing my uh, spiritual explorations. And when I say spiritual, to me, it had nothing to do with religion really, or anything like that. It was exploring what we've been talking about, exploring adequate. Uh, I, I found that I could um, go in the morning and ask for a word for a day and a word would pop into my head and it was exactly what I needed to know for that day. And then I started getting advice. I started getting all of this advice and I found I could tune in and ask for, how should I approach this meeting? And I would get very specific advice, which always turned out right on the button. And I became completely fascinated <laughs> with how could this be? What is going on? How, what is this that I can access? And once you allow yourself to accept that there is a field of Adekwe, that there is a place that's full of truth and knowingness, and it is fascinating. There's no end to the explorations that you can take. Once you get past that, idea of what our what our society teaches us that everything that the material is the only thing boy is that off <laughs> it sure is <laughs> and then what you discover is the way i see it there's the a field up at the top here that i i think of as the great all or the great oneness there's a level at which we're all one you and i are just the same energy mm -hmm. and then underneath that there's a level at which you and i each have a uh, soul is a good word for it the the word that i learned from wanatakwe is we have an ayama which is our eternal presence it was there before we came here on earth It'll be there after, and it's here right now, and we can tap into it. It's just our eternal presence. And then, then we have the field of Adeque, which is full of help. There are all these, there's all this energy or entities, whatever you want to call it, if you like angels or power animals or spiritual entities, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. There's help for you. And that help, is trying to open up the channel between you, your physical self, and you, your eternal self, so that you can get a pure channel of light, love, and truth. Because you have a truth. You do. You have a truth about who you really are and in your center, and you can open up and learn to just bring it right down. And you have a you have a world of knowledge that you can tap into about, as you say, what's happening elsewhere in the world, what's about to come. When you sensitize yourself to that, then you can know what is the place where my individual path intersects with what's going on elsewhere in the world. Because there are obviously energies at force, like, say, for instance, in the Ukraine, right, mm -hmm. that go beyond the things happening that aren't just you, right? That, right. That, that you're affected by and that all of these 
fascinating energies and where does all that intersect and what is the action what is the practical down to earth now action that i can take that heads me on my path which just changed a little it just shifted a little because of what's going on over here right and so yep. it's this I think our what we want to be in is this really lively interplay with with energy, with what's happening and who we are, and it's shifting and changing all the time, which I find fascinating. <laughs> oh, I, I think yeah, I mean, if, if I use a metaphor of jazz or a jazz ensemble, okay, uh, just unscored, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's just. Ah, here's your solo coming up. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you're and, you, and you're listening. You're listening, and it's kind of like, okay, there was there was a syncopated beat over here. I think I can yeah, actually move into uh -huh. this, and, and right. it's not scored, but it is pay, it's a function of paying attention, and this is how life emerges. Oh, I like this. I like and, this. And 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 so you just yeah, you know, kind of flow with it. Businesses yeah. that are successful, individuals that are successful, are not formulaic. Right. They, I mean, they, and when I'm talking about fascination, this is, and I love where you went with this and how you described it, but, and, and, you know, this idea of fascination is it's about tuning in. It's kind of like, I wonder, I mean, I, I'm curious. I, I I'm just, yeah. I love, I love that I'm curious, inquisitive and curious. Mm -hmm. if, when I move in, you know, walk into a room and there's a cupboard, I will, I mean, not out of being snoopy or nosy. I want to know what's behind that cupboard. It's kind of <laughs> like, what, yeah, how, what's behind it's there? Like how, how, they, how do they put that together? <laughs> And I'm, I'm fascinated by closed doors. I'm, I'm fascinated by the possibility that moving that door open actually can, can produce. And it's that fascination that keeps me personally connected to uh, aliveness. Yeah. And that, you know, the idea of, um, you know, in the work I do with, with leaders, one of the very first platforms I'll organize around or domains I'll organize my work with is this notion of awareness and not for the idea of emotional intelligence development, although that you know, certainly comes with it because awareness is the foundational cornerstone of, of emotional intelligence. But awareness in the way that I define it is, is a noticing of where the energy that moves to and through me is either opened or blocked. Mm. And I get fat, you know, when I can get fascinated with where am I blocked? Where am I open? How can I leverage that? How can I open that? That fascination tuned into that energetic field. Where is it? Where is, is it actually moving for me? That curiosity gives me a lot of license to do some very interesting things. And it raises the ceiling, not only in my life, but it raises the ceiling in my organization because it now gives permission for others to explore. Right, and I think that's where innovation actually begins to uh, appear. What we call innovation, it's just a recognition that there's something there that can come through. Right, you know, and I, uh, I'm a singer songwriter as well. And when I used to read a lot of stories, there was a wonderful magazine about songwriters, and I'd read their stories, and they always would say, "Well, I don't really write." the songs, they, they come to me. And it depended on their belief system. Some of them said it comes to me from God, some said whatever. But it was a pattern that especially their greatest songs, the really great song, they received it. They received yeah. it in a 
in a rush. And it's the same thing. It's the business idea. It's the same thing. Yeah. That, that, and, but it does require openness. Yep, it does. And, and I think, yeah, openness, you know, there's a, to me, yeah, just be open. How do I be open? Well, you get fascinated. You get fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that opens up this field here. Mind, span, yeah, mind expanding ideas and practical tools for the open-minded seeker of a meaningful life. And folks, um, I mean, I can't recommend this book enough. Sojourner in Ottawa. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Um, yeah, it's uh, newly dropped. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a new book, and uh, Carrie has done just a masterful job, I think, here of actually articulating not only what this is, but how you access it and how you can play with it. And I love the word play in this in this conversation. That is it. It is play. It absolutely yeah. is. And you know, you can also get my book by going to my website. CarrieHart.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-H-A-R-T.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter because I'm always up to something new and that would let me get a hold of you. That'd be perfect. CarrieHart.com. Do sign up for the newsletter and do go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Sojourner in Ottaquay, A-T-A-Q-U-A-Y, if you're looking how to spell it, Ottaquay. <laughs> Carrie, thanks very much. I've loved this conversation. Thank you. I did too. It was so fun. It was too short. <laughs> yes, it was. We'll have to circle back again uh, at another I'd time. Love I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. You know, I've got a, a couple of other shows that I think uh, you would be a delightful guest on. Oh, uh, so. Fun. I'll, I'll, I'll check with you offline about that, okay? Great. Wonderful. Folks, you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, check out my website, blainebartlett.com. There's all kinds of stuff there. Uh, I say this every time, but uh, I do want you to take advantage of it. Uh, there's you know, some free eBooks. Uh, there's a couple of different programs, uh, some, you know, a ton of videos on my YouTube channel as well. Uh, all of those links are on my website. And as we close off here, again, Carrie, thank you very much for being a wonderful My guest. And as you go forth and conquer this uh, <laughs> next week, remember to put yourself in the position of being a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. That's how na nature works, uh, by finding ways to give things away. Okay, mm -hmm. so give yourself away. Yeah, make a rich, <laughs> make, make a rich life out of it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Mm -hmm. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>